Do you want to bite my corned beef sandwich? Uh-oh. You don't like my sandwiches, my music? I don't think that's how friends work. Maybe we shouldn't be anymore. We shouldn't be friends? I brought you food afterwards and you didn't even say thank you. Let's Come on. This is cliche. Just smile. April, have your salmon. I'm not hungry. Mom, she's allowed to be depressed. Thank you. No one as good as Nick will ever love her again. Where did this Clara girl come from anyway? Hey, she's here. How come I've never heard of her? Because she's like moved here, so I'm just showing her around. And you thought before I show her. Alrighty, the welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cinemania Live. This is our we're gonna do another Cinemania Live interview today. Very excited for this one. First things first, I am joined by my co-host for the Cinemania Live show. We have Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Hi, hello, I'm good. <laughs> Very nice to um, hear from you again this week, a new week um, in this cra- in these crazy times. But today, everyone, we are going to be conducting a very exclusive and special interview for one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Very, very excited to talk about this one. Uh, the movie is called Banana Split, and it follows the story of April, who has spent the last two years of high school in a relationship from with Nick, who's played by Dylan Sprouse, um, from first frantic makeout session to final tear-strained breakup. In the aimless summer between graduation and college, the newly single April mends her heartbreak by striking up an expected friendship with an unlikely candidate, Nick's new girlfriend, Clara, who's played by Liana Liberato, and April is played by Hannah Marks. Now, we are joined, ladies and gentlemen, by the director of this film. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Benjamin Kasuki. Benjamin, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's very nice to hear from you today. Um, how how are you in these crazy kind of times in here in old America? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm out in Los Angeles, and uh, Los Angeles is a pretty Ooh. spread out city. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's um, it's not as bad as uh, as being cooped up in a tiny little tiny place in New York. I got a little bit of a house I can spread out in a bit, but uh, it's right. scary. You know, right, we're doing right. our best. Yeah, I mean, I saw I I saw the news was showing like drone shots of like of like how it is over there in in L A. Because I know you guys are on a lockdown right now, which is crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah. glad to hear you're doing well. Um, I was very very excited to watch this movie last week. I watched it on Friday. Um, oh, I had cool. a, had a very very good time with it. So talk about what it's been. What is how how it's how's everything been as far as like um, coming off the movie and you know getting getting back into normalcy as as far as right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we had a good long, we were lucky to have a good long festival run with the movie. So uh, a little over a year and a half, maybe almost two years of, of a lot of festivals. So uh, I've been doing a lot of Q&As and traveling with it. And um, this is really nice because it's sort of the home stretch. And it's, it's, it's always nice when I work on anything uh, to have it come out into the world. But this is my first thing I've directed. So this is extra special. Yeah, when I saw that it was your um, directorial debut, I was very surprised. I was like, it seems like you've been doing this for like ages, as far as like directing <laughs> films and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, but you seemed a pro behind the camera. Um, mm-hmm. Learned that you were also a cinematographer. So, what was it like, kind of stepping in from the cinematographer kind of field to stepping into uh, being the director of, of a film for the first time? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I this is the first like feature I did, and uh, I loved it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd worked on all sorts of different things as a cinematographer with all types of directors and 
working with the director really closely is like a masterclass and, and everybody's got different styles and different skill sets. And I was in a good spot to just sort of absorb the best uh, lessons that I could for almost 15 years before trying this out. So I was really excited to try it. And I'd spent enough time on movie sets that uh, the actual production part of it wasn't much of a mystery to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I was really grateful and, um, you know, I was, I was nervous the way that anybody gets nervous at the beginning of a big project, but the nerves sort of settled down about three hours into the first day. Was it, uh, so doing this, doing a film like this, have you always been like really, really into like, um, cause I noticed that it was a coming of age film. One of the reasons why I was really excited to watch it because after I read the bio, I learned out it was a very, um, you know, coming of age kind of movie. And those are some of my favorites. Like, you know, the ones where, where you focus on someone trying, trying something new and what like, so have you always been into the, um, that sort of genre? Yeah, you know, I, I have. I mean, I'm sort of into everything. And I think if someone was to go back in time and sit me down and be like, hey, in five years, you're going to make a feature film and it's going to be about two young women in a love triangle. And it's going to be kind of like a coming of age movie for for millennials. I'd be like, you're crazy. Like, you know, usually I'm into like punk stuff and metal and horror movies and, you know, just crazier. My my uh, tendencies to be are a little nuts. But um. Uh, this was, you know, this did appeal to me because I grew up on coming of age films and I kind of grew up in a really remote uh, place that just, you know, I was, I was always looking for some sort of example of how it was for other people my age to get older and become adults. And so I always found really universal themes and really universal storylines to glom onto when it came to coming of age stories. So this fit right into that sort of need that I had as a storyteller. Alrighty, so um, I know um, I've got to let Hannah ask a few of her of some of the things that she wanted to add. So Hannah, why don't you take it away? Uh, yeah, one of my favorite parts of the film was the comedy in it because it didn't feel like forced or inauthentic, and it just felt very natural, and the conversations just flowed so well. So I was wondering if a lot of it was like either written or improvised, and how was that finding that like uh, I guess the good yeah. medium? Yeah, yeah, I you know I'm glad I'm glad it landed. You know, like I um. You sound like you're right in the the uh, age range of people I would hope would like the jokes, so that's really nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I you know I like the script was super super strong. Um, Hannah Marks and Joey Power wrote this this really strong script, and a lot of those jokes are in there. Um, I came out of a lot of filmmaking um, that uh, was that kind of lives in the more improvised world, and so every now and then I could kind of get an improvised joke in under the radar, but. But, you know, for the most part, a lot of those jokes that you see in the final movie, those are all in the script. Hannah and Joey really had that covered. Um, so what, what's nice about that is um, you have a really strong kind of baseline to go off of with all your actors. Like everybody knows the words they're saying and that you know that it's funny as soon as you read it. So really the job is like, don't screw it up. Uh, and we got really lucky with actors that were naturally really funny and really had good timing. Um, and I hopefully that sort of helps feel helps it feel natural when you're watching it, you know. Um, we, it was yeah, a big thing for us to like. It was really important to me to, you know, if we were going to have a movie that was really funny, it, that's awesome. But um, uh, and I always love things that are funny, but I really love things that are more than just a a mixtape of jokes, you know. Like mm -hmm. I wanted the comedy to have a bigger underlying story and a bigger underlying idea and so it's really important that when someone delivers a joke in the movie that it feels natural and it feels like people that you know because on the right after the laughs subside 
there's drama and there's a whole kind of love triangle happening to that to people that hopefully feel like people you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I just realized that Hannah Marks she co-wrote she co-wrote the uh, script, mm-hmm. um, and she's the main character. Of course, she plays April, um, which I was a huge fan of um, as far as her character. So what was what was that like on set, kind of um, working or working with Hannah Marks on the script and kind of taking those undertones to translate it into the movie? Yeah, I mean, what, what's cool about this is that like you know a lot of this story was semi-autobiographical. This not you know blow by blow, but this. Uh, situation happened to Hannah when she was in high school and she, uh, a version of it, you know, kind of inspired this story. So, and she would tell you this, I think she's talked about it a lot too. So it's not talking out of school, but uh, you know, she, she lived it and she knew what was funny about it and she knew what was sad about it. And she knew the character of April inside out. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, as a director, it was awesome because you just, you walk on the set with somebody that knows the story inside out and Hannah, in particular, um, has this really great ability as a as an actor and as a producer slash writer, in that she can totally commit to a scene while you're in the middle of it and deliver all types of nuanced performance and can take notes as a, as an actor from a director, but also can like hit the brakes for a second and talk to me like the writer, and we can be like, okay, we got the, we got a version of that. All those jokes are really funny and they feel real, but. This scene, if we don't accomplish X, Y, Z, it doesn't make any sense in 15 minutes of story time when we have this other scene coming up and we need to address it now. So she was mm-hmm. able to like do rewrites on the fly, oh, also wow. think about how they would fit into the structure of the movie as a whole, and in the, in the middle of all that, track a character's emotional development and, and perform. So it's, it's really like, it's like having this total like ninja super spy test pilot, you know, Olympian uh, in your corner that um, also wrote the thing. So it's like, it's like having somebody that could, like wrote the encyclopedia and knows where everything is in it. That's right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah that had to be like incredible. Really, that had to be like a really, really huge um, help as far as, as far as her being able to do all of that. That's really amazing, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So another thing I wanted to ask really quick was, uh, Talk about talk about your experiences as far as like being on set with so many um, talented individuals because I'm a huge fan of the cast. You had uh, you had you know of course you had um, Hannah Marks and then you had um, you know the um, supporting su- supporting Liana Liberato, mm-hmm. Dylan Sprouse, uh, Jacob Batalon, who I'm a huge fan of. So talk about what <laughs> a, what, what his a, name was Jacob too in the movie. Like, yeah, his like, yeah. tag was Jacob. I thought his that was name fun. tag Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how so good. It? How was it on set with all of, with all with all of them? I'm sure it was a fantastic time. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, we were so like most of the movie. You know, the movie takes place in Los Angeles, right? But I, you know, we shot. We only shot for about a week in Los Angeles, and we shot five weeks. Um, you know, the movie takes place in summer in LA. We shot five weeks in like very late autumn, early winter in Syracuse, New York, which is, if you don't know, Syracuse is a pretty cold place. There's a lot. You know, anytime. You know, if you're watching that movie, if you can imagine if the if the shot was just a little bit to the left or the right, or if you could see out the windows, there's snow on the ground. Like, it's a totally different thing. Um, and what was kind of cool was, so we were on location. You know, it wasn't like we were shooting in New York City. and it wasn't like we were shooting the whole movie in L.A. So what was fun was that, like, everybody kind of had to get on a plane or get in a car or take a bus mm-hmm. or a train or whatever to get to Syracuse. And everybody was was kind of put in one of two hotels. And we were working together the whole time. So... What's fun about that is you actually get to hang out, you know, like you can work all day and then everybody can kind of like 
go hang out at um get dinner together or go to a bar and just chill and um so it was fun like people like you know i i never thought i'd be able to work with like uh with jacob Batalon or or liana liberato or luke spencer roberts like i i knew their work as actors and i loved them but um i just didn't think that they'd be able to sign on for something like this and you know right. it wasn't a huge huge budget movie but they showed up and they were super cool and everybody was super pro. And, you know, I, I, I'm just a little older than the Zach sweet life of Zach and Cody demographic. Like I'm just a little bit older than, so I didn't, I didn't really know. Um, I didn't really know, uh, Dylan's work outside of big daddy and he had done a film. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. He did a film with a buddy of mine, Kent Osborne. Um, and, uh, a couple of years ago. And so like, I, you know, we, we got on a Skype call with Dylan and he was, um, he was just really cool. Like he was this cool guy who was into, we had kind of similar music tastes and mm-hmm. he, um, you know, he was just real into kind of the nerdy Dungeons and Dragons stuff that I love. And he was, he had this brewery and I love that he had a career as an actor and then took time off to go to school, to go to college and went to NYU. And so we just, I don't know, like, I feel like it could have been a nightmare as a first time director to get in there and have kids that were like divas or actors that didn't want to collaborate or people that just were kind of punching the clock. And I didn't get any of that. I got really, really smart, dedicated, professional um, people that were willing to collaborate and try and have fun. And and they knew they had a good script, but they also had really good ideas for jokes. And um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. It's funny that you mentioned that Jacob Adelon and this character being named Jacob, the the Jacob (laughs) and the, um, the character of Jacob in the script was originally scripted as like, like kind of like an older uh, like guy with a ponytail and like like a barely visible mustachey beard. Like he was a little more of like a kind of like a radio nerd, you know, <laughs> like an electronics guy. And uh, and we were getting into it. And then um, and Jacob Battleon, like he lives down in Queens, and he was just he was available and he was into it. And I just thought he he was such a um, to me it was a lot more cool to have him sort of have this unrequited crush on on April and. Uh, to have him sort of like, you know, he's like the super sweet guy that just wants to take her out and she's just being a jerk to him and has to kind of grow up, you know? Yeah, I, I'd let, like some of those, Um, I, I love comedy that's just like not, like it's not so on the nose. It's just kind of like, yeah. like kind of like just like, like flowy. It doesn't kind feel of, like jokes. Right, right. Like yeah. actual like dialogue. So, a lot yeah. of the scenes with Hannah, with with uh, with Hannah Marks and Jacob Battalon felt like that, especially especially um, I don't want to spoil, but like when there's, there's a point where he has to make a hard decision and he kind of just says it, and I'm like, yeah. and I started laughing. I'm like, oh, buddy, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, so I know, I know, I know, I know. Hannah had one more one more question to ask, so I'll let her get that out of the way really quick. Yeah. Oh, you you kind of went over it uh, just without oh, me it? asking. Yeah, I was gonna ask about like capturing like the cast uh, chemistry on set because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it came through the screen. Like it, the movie says it itself that these people are, uh, probably are good friends and actually like like each other uh, mm-hmm. because everyone that like comes in contact with each other just has so much chemistry and it just like it bleeds to the screen. So I was when I'm wanting to ask what that was like capturing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the other thing that was really lucky about getting Hannah on board with this is um, that Hannah, uh, her best friend when she was eight years old, uh, or her best friend actually when she was nine years old, was an eight year old uh, Liana Liberato. So they've known each other since they were kids. What? Yeah, yeah. And it, it wasn't really like planned out that way. Like Hannah was, had been writing this for a long time, and her and Liana always wished that they could make this movie together. But there's, you know, there's a lot of things that have to kind of 
line up to get you like the winning poker hand of, of being able to make a movie. And um, one of them is actor schedules and the other is a production company saying we want to make this movie with you and then the production company saying we want you to you know use whoever you want to make this movie like liana was always a first choice for hannah when she was uh, thinking of this movie but it never like they were both working on different tv shows or like uh, you know a certain producer would say well if hannah's in this we need to get somebody else to be the liana character and like it just things got you know, we're, we're hard for a long time. And then all of a sudden, when, when the movie was ready to go, we were working with this really wonderful production company in Syracuse uh, called American High. And they, they said, no, no, get who you want for the role. They were really good as, as producers. They were very um, supportive. So all of a sudden, we were able to work with Liana. And Liana had, like, read early versions of this script and had lived um, some of the, like, shared friendship with with Hannah, so when you hopefully when you feel some of that on screen on screen chemistry, especially with those two, it's it's from a lifetime of of being buddies and hanging out and like having the friend break up and then having the they make up, you know, when they're like in their late teens, they didn't talk and then they started talking again and everybody's cool now and um, you know there's just a there's a lot of back history that they were able to draw on to make that um, the glimpses of them as friends feel like you're seeing a small piece of a much larger picture. Well, that's great. I really love um hearing love hearing like you know processes as far as like uh because I can tell you so you're very passionate about this project. So it's oh, very nice. nice to very nice to feel that through uh through little Skype here. So um <laughs> um talk, look, lastly lastly I'll I'll ask uh what do you what's next for you like what's going on after after uh, after all of this are you gonna be trying to direct trying to direct more films you gotta get back into the cinematography or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing both. Like I, I kind of had like uh, I had a couple things uh, project life come together since this wrapped up. I did an episode uh, as a I co-wrote and directed an episode of the HBO series Room 104. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you if you look that up in, in season three, there's an episode called Night Shift uh, that I did. And then um, right now I'm in post production on a like an eight episode interactive series that's about a band in 1974 in Los Angeles trying to make a, a record. And it's sort of like a like a choose your own adventure mini series. Um, it's got some pretty cool musicians in it. It's got the brothers from the lemon twigs and uh, Sam France from Foxygen and uh, James Jaggers in it. And that, that'll be pretty fun. That'll be called owl moon and it'll be out on echo. They're, they're aiming for the fall for that one. And then uh, I'm writing tons of stuff and uh, I still shoot all the time. Um, I had a couple, couple projects popped out on Netflix in the last few months. I did, um, I shot the between two ferns movie and, Mike Birbiglia's last uh, stand-up show. So I'm still keeping a very much a big part of my life is cinematography. So I'm trying to do both as I move forward. Alrighty. Well, I I want to thank you so much for yeah, coming man. for coming out, taking the time out to uh, for this interview. I really really appreciate you taking oh, the time for out. Thanks for talking. This is awesome. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, well, so let's get some plugs in. Let everyone know where they can find you, whether whether if you are on social media and where they can watch the film when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Instagram is Benjamin Kasulke, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-K-A-S-U-L-K-E. Uh, and I'm the same on Twitter, Benjamin Kasulke. And then uh, Facebook's just my name. Um, and then uh, the movie has a Instagram, a Banana Split Movie. 
and is also a banana split movie on um, Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, and if you want to see the movie, we are, if you have theaters that are open, we're out in theaters in the U S and Canada on the 27th of March. And we are everywhere on VOD, Apple TV, and otherwise. So you can watch us from the comfort and safety of your own home. And uh, I hope you like it. It's definitely, this definitely is, uh, if, if times were better right now, this definitely would be a movie that I would try to go catch in theaters. Just because some of the, uh, there's a part where both Hannah and um, Leon are like, are like quoting this song and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, love it. I love that fantastic. that works. <laughs> and my, and my, 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 com- my computer did not do it justice. So I need that on a loudspeaker and everything. Yes. So that was fantastic. Yeah, you need um, a subwoofer for that one. <laughs> right. Um, Alrighty, Benjamin. Well, thank All you right. so much once again. I really, really oh. appreciate you. Thank um, you, Dwayne and Hannah. Thanks so much for the questions. I really appreciate it. All righty, man. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you All a little right. bit later. Thank you so All much. Right. Bye-bye. Be safe. Bye-bye. You as well. All righty, everyone. That was our exclusive interview with Benjamin, the director of uh, Banana Split. Uh, Hannah, that was fun. It's good. It was fun. Yeah, very, very nice. Very, very nice guy to talk to. I enjoyed the movie a lot. You know, I did you you had a good time with the with the film as well? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so I'm excited um to get this re- to get this interview interview out. Uh we'll probably try to review it once maybe maybe when the maybe when the um release date's closer. I think the twenty seventh is this week is that this weekend? Yes, so. it's Friday. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm hoping maybe some indie movies will get it and stuff like that, or like you know people try to watch it on 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 demand and see what happens. But yeah, I'm excited. But um, alrighty, guys, that is our in the Cinemania um interview with Benjamin Konsolki. Uh, we will add all of his social medias, of course, in the um description when this when this podcast goes up. Thank you guys for joining us, Hannah. I want you to let everyone know where they can follow you. At movies and cats on Twitter. I'm too tired to do the gas today, but <laughs> <laughs> I just posted a picture of my cat today, though. <laughs> You're a cat. So, enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Our, yeah. No, it's your profile picture now, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I changed it back to me uh, and her. I was like, "What's happening with her?" <laughs> <laughs> I felt like people didn't know who I was. <laughs> yeah, I got a notification, and I said, well, "Who is that?" And I was like, "Oh yeah," because I keep because then I see the cat, and then I see Tongue Daddy. I still got to get used to that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I get confused. I had a friend DM me today and asked me how long my name is going to be Tongue Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had to get used to it, but it's all right. Um, all righty, guys. So we'll, we will be back as far as um, shows go. We're supposed to be doing a Cinemania Play show tonight, so hopefully we can get that up. And then as far as this week, we'll see what everyone's schedules is like. Hopefully we can do... If there's, I mean, there is a couple of news stories that we can do maybe on for Wednesday's World Show. If not, then we'll probably do like another bonfire or something. We'll see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, I know, and then I know Hannah and I are going to do at some point this week a show as far as like where you and I are going to talk about like streaming and what to watch while you're cooped up in the house and whatnot. Um, same thing goes with Shannon and I. I might just kind of, I might just combine that that show into into one. So that should be fun. But um, yeah. Also this week, Alex's Let's Talk will be this week, so you guys can stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. <laughs> he keeps talking, asking me about it. I'm like, I do. I know. I'm busy. Um, but all right, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. You can find me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And that is it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.